are listening to the Big Finish podcast. Official launch date, 12th of June, 2017. Yes, Nick Briggs here, voice of the Daleks, co-executive producer of Big Finish Productions, the proud purveyors of the finest audio drama, Doctor Who, Blake Seven, Torchwood, the... Avengers, The Prisoner, The Omega Factor, just loads of stuff. But who's this on my screen? Just waiting to entertain you with nine kinds of nonsense and banter? Why, ladies and gentle beings and small ones, it's none other than that rather wonderful sound designer, musician, singer, doo-dooer of the kazoo and twanger of the jaw harp, Benji Clifford. But hang on, here's Benji's theme! Yes, that's right, it's me, Benji. And thank you for that wonderful introduction, Nick. I particularly like the bit twanger, which uh, reminds me of uh, (laughs) Rainbow, I think. (laughs) Uh, I know that outtake, yes. (laughs) And uh, the theme that you can hear playing is a result of a challenge that Nick gave me to compose some really awful music. Uh, He said, compose some really awful music, Benji. And I did. And uh, the actual story behind that was it's all it all revolved around uh, KPM library music, which is old sort of 1970s uh, library stuff. And so I tried to make something that was truly ghastly. Yeah, it's re- I played it to a few people. I played it to the, the gang at the Big Finish production office and they were... Uh, they were suggesting various television programmes it might have been used <laughs> in, in the past. And then one of them said, oh, hold on, C-Fax. It's like C-Fax music. That's a compliment. That is a huge compliment <laughs> to me. And it's C-Fax needs lots of saxophone. That's When I think of C-Fax, I just think of saxophone non-stop. And a cheeky bit of synth in there. Just yeah. in case. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so then, uh, this is what's coming up in a moment. The Big Finish News. Then it'll be time for listeners' emails. That'll be followed by our guest star interview with Raki Thakra. Yes, our new Eighth Doctor Time War companion. And she is fantastic. She plays a character called Bliss. We can't tell you too much more about Bliss other than no. that you're in for a roller coaster ride. I'm editing uh, the stuff at the moment for the Time mm-hmm. War, and it is so excited and it's so wonderful as well uh, to see the Doctor Who community, certainly on the internet, welcoming uh, her in. And, and I think that was brilliant. So you've mm-hmm. got a lot to be excited about, oh, yes. let me tell you. And I'm actually at the Moat Studios where we recorded uh, the Time War stories. Uh, Today, I've I've interrupted some Dalek (laughs) recording I'm doing in order to do this. Uh, Director Ken Bentley, I don't think he's too happy about it, but uh, maybe we could even coax him in to say a word later, or he'll just probably make rude signs at me. But anyway, uh, Raki was in this morning doing some other bits and bobs, some some pickups, and so it was lovely to see her again. And I told her that uh, her interview was going in our podcast, and she said, are you going to keep in the bit about... And she reminded me of something outrageous. I said, are you sure? So anyway, the interview may be edited. I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, I know what she said. Oh, gosh. Anyway. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just amusing myself. Yes. Uh, uh, Then after uh, my racky chat, uh, it'll be time for the Randomoid Selectatron. Care to explain, Benji? I certainly can think of it as a lucky dip, if you were. We have shoved a an old bin full of uh, Big Finish releases, and we 
pick out one at random and talk about it. But this is not a physical bin, this is actually a metaphorical bin, a imaginary bin, a website an if you bin. want. An internin. <laughs> an an, an internin. Um, and we've got a wonderful website, which I'm sure we'll put the link in for you all, um, which will hopefully, uh, you'll be able to do it yourselves if you're stuck... Yes. Not was Hannah, Hannah Newman, hasn't she? She's created it for us. It is indeed a, a, a lady and a genius, no less. Uh, so thanks, Hannah, for that one. So yeah, lots to look forward to. Yes, and following Ran, as, as we like to call Ranners, Randomized Selection Ranners, uh, there'll just be time to round up the latest audio releases from Big Finish for your delectation. And then it'll be time for our 15 minute drama tease. 15, quarter of an hour, that is. Uh, this week's is Across the Darkened City, part of the First Doctor Companion Chronicles, Volume 2, which is out this week and featuring Peter Purvis and me. Yet, helpful hint I'm the one who sounds like a Dalek. So without further mucking about, let's get on with the flipping news by Crikey! This is the Big Finish News. Cue and Benji! I'm going to try and attempt the impossible for this intro now. <laughs> Kazoo on one side. <laughs> oh, this is an amazing feet. Is it going to have mouth? If I can even find foot in mouth. Foot, foot in mouth disease. I can't find the jaw harp. It's buried underneath <sighs> synthesizers. For for your delectation, I shall play. Grab her. I shall play the uh, the tape measure. <laughs> I feel you're going to hurt your face. So so do I. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I you do. could see this, folks, because <laughs> you look so wary. You suddenly thought, "Why am I doing this with a tape measure?" Because it's going to scratch my eye out. At it really moment. was. It was a case of, "Oh, I've misjudged this. I have I've, misjudged this." You know, me doing the cute and Benji thing. Uh, one, someone wrote in, and it's not in the email section actually, but they wrote in and they thought I was saying Eunuch and Benji. <laughs> The medieval version. When I did it a bit slower than he's worked out that I'm saying, cue Nick and Benji. I don't know why I do it. I love this. So is that going to be a new segment? Benji talks with a eunuch. Um, (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Sorry for any eunuchs that may have been insulted by that joke. Indeed, indeed. Uh, (coughs) Sorry to the eunuchs there. Reminds me of Blackadder, actually. Um, uh, the first series, I think it was. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm going completely off topic here. So first up, it's one of those annoying news stories that we literally can't tell you anything about. Remember our non-news story about Tenth Doctor and Rose? Well, it's a bit like that. It was too early to tell you. Remember our non-news story about the new Eighth Doctor Time War companion last week? Yep, it's a bit like that one too. It's a little too early to tell you, but listen, the news will be out there this Friday, the 16th of June. It's incredible news. In fact, it's so incredible and top secret, not even I know what it is. Do you know, Nick? Yes, I do. How <laughs> smart am I? <laughs> I'd be surprised if you didn't know that. <laughs> no, I don't know. You'd, you'd, be, you'd be surprised what I didn't know. Uh, but news <laughs> stories like this have to be coordinated with the BBC, then a press release has to be agreed and signed off on a particular date established for maximum impact and to safeguard against there being any clashing with any other news coming from the BBC. I don't mean news about the election or anything. I mean news about Doctor Who and stuff. So it's all rather complicated and grown up. And yes, I'm going to say it again, secret. Huge apologies. 
But if you're listening this Friday, the 16th of June, you'll already know. However, if you're listening on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, then you'll be as much in the dark as Benji is right now. But not me. Oh, no, not Mr. Fancy Pants Executive <laughs> Producer Me. <laughs> I'm all in the know. I'm in the know and really annoying. <laughs> that is annoying, isn't it? Apologies. Now, on to some news we can actually tell you about. Although, don't forget to look at the news at bigfinish.com on Friday the 16th of June. An important anniversary, actually. That's a clue. Anyway. Look at that. That's some news right there. And I don't know. Who knows? I'll be tuning in and you better too. So here's some actual news of of explanatory I don't, what's the word I'm looking for? The news news that I can talk about here. Yeah, so next up, the first Doctor Companion Chronicles Volume 2. And that's released on Thursday the 15th of June. Here's the trailer. Status report? It's not good news. <sighs> when is it? There's already talk of Arcadia falling and a new front opening up at the last hour. And now this. Numerous incursions now, my lady. They're targeting the First Doctor's timeline. I warned the High Council this might happen. Show me. The problem with using terror is that it ends by terrifying its users too. No one trusts each other. Everyone fears retribution. The revolution shall devour its children. Hasn't someone in Paris said as much? That was Vernio. He has been guillotined. Exterminate! You! She had a whole life ahead of her. Silence! Stephen? Stephen, my boy, are you there? Doctor, am I pleased to hear you? Yes, yes, I'm sure you are. Now, uh, look at this. These are gorgeous. Where do you shop, Carnaby Street? Uh, who do you think you are? The Nuke of the North or something? Blooming kids. But how do they get past the locked doors? It wasn't kids. What's that, Duchess? It wasn't kids. It was the guys. The guys? The pile of rags. They stood up. They came at me. Ben, you saw their faces. We've mended the damage where we can, but now uh, we can't interfere. Not there. Not so close to... Perhaps... Where is the Doctor's capsule heading now? Uh, Earth, Mutter's Spiral, their 16th century. Ah, then perhaps there is still something we can do. <sighs> Our revels now are ended. These are actors, as I foretold you, were all spirits and are melted into air. Big finish. We love stories. This release features the first Doctor Companions Vicky, played by Maureen O'Brien, Polly, played by Annika Wills, and Stephen, played by Peter Purvis, with Ben, played by Elliot Chapman, and Nicholas Flippin' Briggs as... The Daleks. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to think of something completely <laughs> stupid, but then I thought, no, I can't mislead the people. Mark Thingamy travel machine. Yes. <laughs> what is it, Mark? Mark, is it Mark III, I believe? The Mark III travel machine. Um, Now then, remember Charlotte Pollard, companion to the Eighth Doctor, then companion to the Sixth Doctor? Remember she continued her adventures in her own series called Charlotte Pollard? Here's a reminder. My name is India Fisher and I am here doing the Charlotte Pollard spin-off series. (laughs) 
knowledge of Charlotte Pollard expunged. And it just feels like coming home. Remind me about there just now. Who was accusing who of going mad? That's quite enough from you, Robert. Now shut up and drive. I'm just very flattered that, you know, people are interested in Charlie as a as a sort of, you know, alternate thing to um, without her doctor. <laughs> Forgive me, I was having the oddest dream. You've got precisely ten seconds to explain exactly who you are. Perhaps you'd like to tell me where I am. Hi there. Oh, hello. Uh, sorry to interrupt. No, I, I know Charlotte Pollard. She, she speaks to me. Mama, is that you? Griffin, show the Viren craft. Viren? Back so soon? The mission is completion. I don't suppose you've ever heard of the R101? Of course. Hasn't everyone? (laughs) Please don't do this. There has to be another way. I mean, the time paradoxes alone are mind-boggling. I don't really see I have any choice in the matter. I'm surprised at you, Louisa, given our experiences, not to mention the Grangers all that time ago. Be quiet, Richard, dear. What are you doing? Oh, Charlie. Oh, Charlie. There's a light! A figure! A face! I must say, you're being remarkably sanguine about all this. And Charlie, played as ever by India Fisher, has returned yet again in a second series of Charlotte Pollard earlier this year. Released to spectacular reviews, the series featured Charlie coming back down to earth with fellow adventurer Robert Buchan, played by James Joyce. Here's the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Go on. You know you want to say it. The continuing memoirs of an Edwardian adventuress. My name is Charlotte Pollard. Charlotte Pollard. Charlotte Pollard. Charlotte Pollard. Her name is Charlotte Pollard, and she was born in 1912. Yes, I was born in 1912, but then I did some time travelling, and then I got captured by a bunch of aliens who made me work for them. How about that? But the reason I'm leaving this record of what has happened to me... Well, here's my big idea for the day. Go on. Let's run! ...is by way of a warning. That you can never really be sure about anything. You mean the action men with smooth uh, bits? They are indestructible. Shoot to kill! I'm Naomi Davies. It's you that bird off the telly! And aren't you that dickhead who drives the train? And here's the latest on the emergency situation. (laughs) (laughs) Must be those soldiers! You think? This is a plea for help for anyone watching who can do something. That's because we're on your side. The side of the human race. We are humans, aren't we? We believe this situation can be put right. You can never really be sure about anything. Charlotte Pollard, Series 2. And especially not history. Authorization given. Big Finish. We love stories. And we can announce that this week... Series 3 of Charlotte Pollard will be available for pre-order with a release early in 2018. 
On Tuesday the 13th, the Doctor Who main monthly range double CD adventure Shadow Planet World Apart is released. It stars Sylvester McCoy as the Doctor, Sophie Aldred as Ace and Philip Olivier as Hex. Here's the trailer. Unity, the planet that brings you face to face with yourself. The TARDIS doesn't seem to be able to tell me where we are. This planet shouldn't even be here. Welcome to Unity. We have taster sessions available to see if finding you is for you. Not a patch on Blackpool. Doctor, there's nothing else around. Precisely. Just the three of us. No obvious signs of animal life. Each of you will overcome your shadow self and be reborn. These uniforms aren't just from different agencies. They're from different time zones too. So, are we the first people to ever see this then, do you reckon? We shall never escape Nirvana. Oh no. Ace, we have to leave now! The planet can't replace its psychic core quickly enough to meet demand. If you found this, leave. Don't try to work out what happened here. Just go. Did you feel that? The planet's hurting. <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna die on an alien planet! We're alone. Great stuff, and that was the last of our three double bills. If you've missed the previous two, why not dip in now? Here are the trailers for Alien Heart, Dalek Soul, starring Peter Davison, and Vortex Ice, Cortex Fire, starring Colin Baker. Hello, Nissa. This call cannot be traced. I don't want to die. I don't think you've got much say in the matter. Captain, there's no time to roam this base whistling for the spiders to come out. I know things about you that I think I should share. You can see why the Daleks would want such a weapon. Oh, I can see why the Daleks would want it. It's why you're so happy to make it for them that puzzles me. Donut mouth! You are our prisoners! Daleks. You think you know who you are? Activate the self-destruct. That's, that's crazy. Do it now! You're none of those things. It's, it's a man. Blonde. Wearing the weirdest uniform, and uh, he seems to be sabotaging a big chunk of the control room. Bullets can't stop them, you'll just draw attention to us! Use the explosives! Locate the doctor! The doctor is also no longer registering on scanners! Locate them! I mean what I say quite literally. You are not who you think you are. Doctor Who. Alien Heart. Dalek Soul, coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who, Vortex Ice, Cortex Fire. You don't actually believe the Doctor. Well, in the last hour, I've seen a cave of giant crystals, the remains of an alien spaceship, and its pilot. Right now, I'll believe anything. Whenabouts are we? Past or future? As far as you're concerned, the present. Northern Mexico, Chihuahua. You're not letting them come with us, Professor. I don't see that I have any choice, Yannick. But I don't trust them. I'm not asking you to trust them. Professor, I think we might be able to pool our resources. After all, we're both looking for the same thing. What? Alien life. Use the brake bar, you're going far too fast. I'll be the judge of that, mate. Is your friend always so reckless? Holly! Holly! <laughs> what the hell's going on? 
noticing something very obvious. When they dug it up, there was something inside. Hey! I, I think we found your source. Therefore it has happened. Therefore it will happen. Therefore it must happen. This is our destiny. It has now been written. What the hell? I'm sorry. I had to do it. Big Finish. We love stories. Released on Wednesday the 14th, the latest fourth Doctor adventure starring Tom Baker, naturally, with Lala Ward as Romana in an adventure set in the bowels of an alien planet. <gasps> Here's the trailer. Oh, Mr. Wagstaff, it's them! They've come for us! The Silex! Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, the fourth Doctor Adventures, Subterranean. Silex. Fighting machines. Abominations forged in the flames of war. The Silex haven't been seen in this strata for decades. Well, they're here now. Oh, look. Rocks. It has the appearance of solid rock, but with a very low density. Semi-molten with a large degree of seismic activity. And it's increasing. Listen. That's no earthquake. That's machinery. Mr. Stoker, that blue box. Have it expelled with the rest of the clinker. Buried, never to be found again. All organics must be collected and modified. Never! Organics attempting resistance. Commence incineration. All right, that's far enough. Take us to your leader. <laughs> I always love saying that. We're doomed, done for, destined to die. Big finish. We love stories. And just a reminder that next month's fourth Doctor story is the Mavellan Grave. Yes, the Mavellans are back after that little glimpse of them in the TV episode, The Pilot. That turned out to be nice timing, didn't it? Anyway, here's the trailer. It was in this trench. We removed five layers before we got to it. It was among remnants of clothing, also a small knife and a man's bracelet. The indications are that there was a violent event here, but our excavation has recovered genuine Iron Age relics. The discovery of this item... We can't explain it. Doctor, it's a Mavellum power pack. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, the fourth Doctor adventures, The Mavellan Grave. Oh, the drone's moving! Something else is coming up! Your people hunt. Please, put him down. Oh, no. What? We've got to get back to the dig. Everyone on this planet is in the most terrible danger. Oh, come on. Ugh, I'd forgotten how cold you Mavellans can be. You're serious, aren't you? If I can access these orders, we'll find out why Mavellans were on Earth 2,000 years ago. Big finish. We love stories. And that's all we've got time for for the news. Uh, and seeing as we've mentioned the Mavellans, I'm going to grab a mop, <laughs> strap a couple of beads to it, uh, 
shove it on the news's head and, and tell it to go and sort of walk around for a bit in a in a quarry. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Time now for listeners' emails. Emails, what more can I say? Love an email. L-O-V-E, an email. And you can contact us at podcast at bigfinish.com. That's P-O-D-cast at bigfinish.com. Com, yeah. Got it, I've got that down, yeah. That's good. You've got your biro out. <laughs> and this first one is from Chris Avery. Big Finish, what are you doing to me? Yesterday, oh. I listened to part one of Unit Assembled, and within five minutes... I was a tear-stricken, lip-wobbling... That's quite hard to say. Lip-wobbling wreck, no less. You try saying that three times. Lip-wobbling wreck. Lip, 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 I, I was a lip-wobbling wreck. <laughs> uh, part two today, and you've done it again. Big Finish have always been able to deliver an emotional punch, but as someone who was eight in 1970, the unit, the unit years were my time, and the voices of old friends greeting each other and remembering those no longer with us hits me on so many levels. Thank you, Chris Avery. P.S. I may have to lock myself away somewhere before listening to part three, sent from my iPhone. I don't blame you. It does, as as the trendy uh, young people will say, hits you right in the feels, doesn't it? <laughs> wow, Chris. Yeah, yeah. It was great to get them all back, I must say. And uh, and they were also thrilled. You know, John Levine was having an absolute ball. He was uh, full of energy and also telling dreadful jokes in the green room. <laughs> no, so I'd love to tell you my favourite one of his jokes he told in the green room, but it's just a bit too naughty. It does involve a bear, but that's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, here's one from Cole Grayis or Colin de Grez. Uh, which I think is his real name. Morning, chaps. Uh, Mr. Briggs mentioned, this is so embarrassing for me, in, in last week's podcast, that the guttering candle would make a good title for a story. And yes, it would, as it's been used in the ordeals of Sherlock Holmes collection, featuring his good self. You know, there I am. There's a picture of me on the front wearing a bowler hat. Looking wonderfully dapper there. That is a picture of me from when I was at drama school. Uh, so I gave them that picture because I'm, Sherlock Holmes is meant to be very young in that story. Yeah. Regards, Colin DeGrose. Yes. Um, also, Colin, I mean, I, I know I've been exposed as completely stupid. Um, I have a terrible confession to make. I, Colin is the person who sent me that um, glasses case, you know, a few weeks back. I've lost the beautiful glasses case you sent me, Colin. I can't believe it. I left it on a train coming back from a session with... Tom Baker. I left it on a train because I was sitting on the train. It was all fine. I was reading the newspaper and I suddenly, uh, and I'd obviously taken my glasses out and put my glass case down on the chair. I feel I'm over explaining. And, um, and then I suddenly thought, I'm in the wrong part of the train. I think it's going to detach and go without me. So I just quickly ran. As it turned out, I wasn't in the wrong part of the train. But anyway, I was about five carriages away from my ha where I had been. And just as I got off the train, I patted my pockets in my usual sort of slightly OCD way to check. I have got my glasses case because I was wearing the glasses. And I didn't. I looked back and it wasn't on the... Oh. So uh, it went to Cannon Street, basically, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Colin, I'm so sorry. It was really lovely of you to send it in. But I told my son this morning on FaceTime and uh, he was mortified because he loved it. He loved the texture of it. And he, he, he is going to supervise uh, getting a new one, hopefully from Specsavers for free. <laughs> but it won't be from Vision <laughs> Express, because that was rather good. So 
around. Other glass suppliers do And exist. now the last post for the glasses case. <laughs> Very sad, emotional affair there. <sighs> <laughs> what are we like? I could. And this one here is from uh, Chris Stobart, who is asking a question that has been fluttering about the internet quite a lot, actually. So I'm quite pleased that it's found its way into the podcast here. Dear Nick and Benji, with the announcement that the Time War will now span four annual releases, what does this mean for the ongoing plot arc with Liv and Helen last seen in Doom Coalition 4? Will that thread be picked up this side of 2020? Chris Stobart, Northampton, sent from his iPhone. Nick? Mm, the answer, Chris, is yes, 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 yes. And uh, yes, uh, there are, uh, yeah, I've seen storylines. Don't worry, there will be the the, the Liv and Helen uh, series will continue in tandem with the Time War. So you can have a bit of, bit of the Eighth Doctor in the Time War and a bit of the Eighth Doctor before the Time War. So that'll all be going on at once. It's very exciting. Uh, and finally, this from Lizzie Allen. Dear Mr. Briggs and Mr. Clifford, thank you so much for your audios. You're very welcome. Very welcome, very welcome. Ever since a, a break-in... Oh, this is, this is very serious, actually. Ever since a break-in harassment, I've had terrible anxiety. Your audios help me manage that. They're uh, something else for me to focus on. And even when your characters are scared... Well, I listened to the free episode of The Bonfire of Vanities last night while doing the dishes. When Polly was scared about something really like a break-in and the doctor comforted her, that meant a lot to me. I stopped and cried, but it was good crying. It helps. I'm sorry for rambling, she says. Don't be daft, you're not rambling. But we do the rambling here, Lizzie. Uh, but just uh, know that your stories make a big difference in our lives. It's not just entertainment. Thank you for making these stories. I don't know if it's something you could do, but I would also like an Andrew Cartmel range because the, his run is part of why I love Doctor Who. Uh, and lots of emails about that, by the way. And thank you also for your audios because it's how I fell in love with original Doctor Who series, especially Annika Wills' Polly. If you couldn't tell. Sent with Proton Mail secure email. Thank you, Lizzie. Really appreciate you sharing that. No plans for the Andrew Cartmel thing. Uh, well, our schedule is so chock a block. I think, if anything, there are all sorts of interesting things that are going to be announced as the year goes on, if all goes well. And you'll probably see why we're too busy to do that at the moment. But I'd never rule it out. And uh, always enjoy a good old chat with Andrew when I see him at a uh, convention selling his massive pile of books. <laughs> <laughs> I think he always sells them more, which shows, which reflects that um, that popularity uh, you, you mentioned there about the good Mr. Cartmill. Perhaps that was his master plan all along, to, yeah. to just, just go into the book trade you know you never know yeah. we have worked with them a lot anyway because we did those whole you know rain all that stuff yes you know oh i know <laughs> that I know. that we stuff. did that yes uh yeah so thank you uh very much there lizzie uh respect to proton mail swiss based email service excellent <laughs> Um, I, know them. I do know them very well. They're very, very, very good email service, actually. Um, boring talk now. Um, so, yeah, that's all we've got time for this week. Uh, thanks to everybody who sent your emails in. Uh, sorry to the people that we didn't get round to in the end. 
But as you know, the emails are a bit of a... They get delivered in a huge bag, and you know we've, we've only got a certain amount of time to take them out and t- take a peek at them. So, yes, uh, never mind. So oh, that, that's true. That is true. So sorry, uh, amigos. And, and there we have it. So this time, next week, emails. Time now for our guest star interview with Raki Thakra. So, uh, Raki, you, you have, be, have you been having fun playing Bliss? No, no. Has it been awful? It's yeah. yeah. Oh, and sorry. the food. Can we just talk about? It's just the Burger Kings and the McDonald's. <laughs> you expected that. <laughs> I did. No, it has been an absolute joy. Um, really, really, from the heart. Did you have any knowledge of Doctor Who before, or was it something that's passed um, you by? I don't. Yeah. I've got no sense of you knowing much about Doctor Who. I don't know. Um, no, because it's not very. It's not a very big. What, what is that? What's that noise? It's the Daleks. <laughs> that's weird. Is it the cobblers doing your shoes again? <laughs> Immediately, Toby <laughs> has gone out to see what it is. Wow. Well, we can carry really on because we're not doing an audio play. Um, yes, Doctor Who and you. And you, um, <laughs> and you. Yes, I did. I started watching it again um, when they rebooted yeah. um, with Russell T Davis, and I, I love it because I love to escape into that kind of um, world. Um, I dip, but I do dip in and out. So, um, but I've I've always been a fan of of the show. Good. So yeah, what you're saying yeah, yeah. is a huge fan of me. Is that what you're saying? Um, of, yeah. Well, I'm so glad you can read between the lines. It's really awkward to just come out and say, I'm so sorry. <laughs> can we just talk about you now, please? <laughs> yeah, well, here, here's, now there are four set questions. It sounds like we're in a boat. Oh, that's a huge outflow. Um, uh, there, there are four set questions for the podcast. Is there really? Yeah. yeah so, are they all and the really? first one is so irrelevant to you, but it'll be funny for you to answer it. Okay. Albeit briefly. The first question is an attempt to make it all about me. Right. Yeah. Uh, and when did you first meet me? Question. <laughs> when I when did I first when did I first on my first day is when I first met you. That is it. that the end? <laughs> yeah, that is the end of the answer. You came in. Do you want me to expand? Was I here um, and you got here? Well, you were here you, and we got. I think you know what happened because I'm really early everywhere. I spend a lot of time waiting. Most of my time is waiting around because I'm so early. And I'd met Toby, and then you and Ken um, walked in hungover. <laughs> is <laughs> if we're gonna yeah, if, yeah. if if we're gonna if we're gonna tell the on, truth if we're gonna yeah. tell the truth. Yeah. Um, is what is is what happened? Yeah, is, um, well, yeah it was, it's true. We'd had a nice night. <laughs> you'd had a before. nice night together yeah. um, at the pub. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. it was lovely. Thanks. Uh, yeah, we'd actually all been for breakfast as well. David, Ken, and I—we'd met very early. Yeah, at quarter past eight near Labrook Road for breakfast, yeah. and then we walked over because otherwise I would have been there at eight o'clock. Eight I would have been there before you. Yeah. Uh, here, I mean, here. not there. Okay, but you weren't. Okay. And I was here before before you, Nicholas Briggs. Yeah, stop point scoring. <laughs> okay. But I think if it was, I'd be on five million. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be on about zero. Yeah. Okay. Um I think if zero could be approximated about <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. It's, you're quite a tricky customer. Um, so, uh, what's tingling your molecules about Big Finish at the moment? Such a good way to put it. 
Um, genuinely, yeah. uh, I'll be honest. Um, you guys are all so lovely. Oh, thanks. Uh, no, honestly, because um, I don't. I'm not. I'm not very cool. Um, I don't do well with people who try to be cool. I just end up being weirder and weirder and more awkward and laughing a lot. <laughs> but um, everyone's just so for for how good you guys are. You're also down to earth, and I shouldn't be surprised by that. But in our industry you do you know the more successful or the more talented you are sometimes also comes big egos and i have not found that here and it's no. really really great oh Lovely. thank you we're yeah. not cool no that's for sure no i didn't mean to oh god that's <laughs> oh no that's no, only no. like a uh, an insult no 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 but we're you know not I mean? yeah. we're yeah. all uncool <laughs> given that we're so awesome we we wear it lightly is what you're saying exactly it's what i'm saying <laughs> can't believe uh. I said that. Okay, so what's uh, tingling your molecules generally in entertainment, like a TV series, oh, like a snapshot man. of something you're really loving at the moment? Okay, so so much good stuff has been on Line of Duty, which oh, I know is going to be one, yeah. um, the big, yeah, the everyone's. Um, but um, that I loved Broadchurch the yeah. first two seasons, but to compare the two, Line of Duty just absolutely blew everything out of the water in terms of how much drama can happen in one hour yes. without it being cheap yeah. do you know what I mean it was just brilliant um, I also Master of None on Netflix oh um, I don't, don't know what that's about I've got Aziz, Netflix and have you um, Aziz Ansari's um, show which is he's written it he's starring in it producing it um, what is it drama or? it's <clears throat> it's a comedy but not um, uh, it's weird it's like a um, it's about his life of being an actor slash comedian um, and he really is very honest about um, the way people of colour are, are treated in the industry anyway that's a big a small part of it but um, he's very funny but the um, I don't know I wouldn't say comedy drama bio, biopic I don't know alright I'm getting the flavour of what is it I'm going to have a look I'm going yeah. to watch that probably not tonight because I'm going to the pub not to create a bad you picture of myself you're going back to the yeah, same just, pub yeah lemonade tonight no, yeah. yeah with vodka <laughs> shh um, finally yeah. those are two possibly th was it two good recommended three broad church was in yeah, there yeah, that's yeah, good yeah. Um, do you have I insist you have mm -hmm. an uncool entertainment guilty secret so well, well, something that you like to watch but you really think you shouldn't, shouldn't watch. yeah yeah I mean I'll give you the example that puts it in context I quite like the film Chalet Girl oh, I've not seen it no. it's and I said that to Billy Piper the other week and she said that's a teenage girls movie <laughs> Nick you know so yeah it's embarrassing that I like it but I find it I quite like things that even though maybe I'm not a big fan of what they are, but they they achieve what they set out to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And that was a brilliant, well. Yeah, it was a brilliant teenage girls movie. Yeah. And it, and it means that anyone can watch it because what it does, it does beautifully. Yes. Even if you don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, Bill that's Nye's my, in that, isn't he? He's he one of my is. Faves, He's so. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, gosh, now I have to think because there are so many. <laughs> um, I'm always getting told off for watching things like um, can, come, dine, come Dine With Me. Um, um, but I can watch a lot of it. 
and just that's a lot of it for anyone because lots of people all over the world listen to this podcast oh i see you oh i see yeah. oh i'm ch- i'm talking like no one's <laughs> like it's never going to go out <laughs> oh, um i might be careful more careful what i say <laughs> <laughs> no um come down with me is basically we're we're frowned upon watching any reality aren't we really yeah um and on the whole there is maybe t- there is too much reality tv on tv but I have to say, come down with me where you watch people who are, are I don't want to say batshit crazy, but, <laughs> um, but they, um, they have an interesting view on the world and they put them all together and they all have to cook on separate nights and they for always all for each other and they always think they're going to win. Every single one cannot see it coming that they're not going to win. Yeah. And they it's so clear for so, the audience to yeah. see that they haven't got a hope. But they're just, they're not, but but they are absolutely adamant. And then I love the bit where they do the entertainment. And then some sometimes sometimes it will just be, you know, like playing a, a, like a card game or something. And then sometimes someone will get like, an, like a choir to come and sing in their front room, which is about three metres by three metres. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, so. and there's a very idiosyncratic voiceover as well. Yeah, is it, what is it? Thingy Na- Lamb, what's his name? I don't know who it Dave is. Dave Lamb, yeah. He's and doesn't good. he do the, uh, you probably won't know this, I, I've, I don't, you haven't got children, have you? No, no. No, I've, I've got a seven-year-old and I think he might do the voiceover, the narration for Danger Mouse as well. I think they've got him uh, to do that. He's really good. Yeah. He's really good. We we actually um we played come dine with me. This is how far I took it. Some friends s- some friends came over to our house, and then um, am I saying too much? No, no, it's lovely. Um, <laughs> we we played it as it's in like material, obviously. Yeah, and this is when we're in a house show, so it's not even that cool. It's not like we have our own kitchen. There are other people in the house, and um, we all had to cook um, a bit of a meal each. Um, and then we had to go upstairs and then someone actually recorded us doing the bit where you go <laughs> what did you think of that meal and we had to score each other I don't think I'm the only one that does that though I would think no, no every, lots I lots. do it every week I don't really um, okay there you are the ordeal is over see that was, that was really can't we just keep talking okay no. um, bli- bliss we can have more bliss there's more bliss coming up isn't there uh, I don't know. I'm I'm not in charge of. Oh, it's me, isn't it? It's you. I'll let you know. Um, Nicholas Briggs is your the exec. What? I'll finish. No one told me. <laughs> <laughs> Huge thanks to Racky. I'm not sure whether I edited that uh, interview or not, but uh, I don't know because I'm in the past, and you won't know because you're in the future and have heard it. fantastic as you can tell lovely lovely person I did tell her today how uh, positive everyone had been about her and she said "Uh, no pressure then (laughs) right well it looks as though we are heading into uh, the Ranners sphere whatever that is it's 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 like space but um just with lots of milk um yeah i, I don't know where i'm going with is that. this the randomoid selectatron it is the randomoid selectatron and we are heading straight on to there now to have a look and Hannah Newman's uploaded a new little video, actually. Has she? And this one is very good. I actually I took a peek when I loaded it up earlier, and um, 
It uh-huh. is uh, Peter Capaldi in uh, one of the new Doctor Who episodes saying, "Stop! Don't move! <laughs> Come on!" He's obviously oh, yes, there, yes. You know, clearly. Yeah, you know, love it, Very love good. it. Very good. Very good. And I bet you anything that. He thought exactly what we were all thinking right there. He thought, yeah, I know this. I've got this. Well, I had a big conversation with him about Death to the Daleks at the read-through for uh, <laughs> Into the Dalek. No way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Phil Ford and I were chatting to him about it, and then uh, then an important BBC person came along and sort of took him away for a moment, and we thought, oh, well, that's it. We're not changing anymore. And then we, we started to edge away, and he went, no, 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 come back. This is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we carried on talking about Death to the Daleks. See, everybody there, everybody that doesn't want to hear about Death to the Dalek stuff, Peter does. He likes it. <laughs> he t- told me that he thought episode one was one of the best episodes of Doctor Who. He said, I think he said something like it's the perfect first episode. I think I think it's it's probably my it's certainly my favourite first episode. I think everything yeah. about it is it's it's beautiful. It's it's dark, it's mysterious, and utterly terrifying at times. It's got all the right elements. Come on, press press Ran. Let's right, see Ran, Ran is up. in there. We're in there, and it is number six. Judge Dredd trapped on Titan. Wow, it's a very different one for us here. Now, I'm not going to be able to contribute a great deal because I'm not a big comic person, so the whole Judge Dredd thing uh, doesn't really... I don't know a lot about it. Well, I have, I I have listened to one or two of the audios, though, so I'm not... Yeah, I, was, I would recommend the Strontium Dog ones if you want to hear those. They're particularly good. No, but we, uh, I was very much involved in all these Judge, Judge Dredd things. I, I did... Uh, I, I, in fact, directed this, it says here. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, and we, had, we gave Judge Dredd a sidekick called Cadet Amy Steele, played by Claire Buckfield. Uh, she was marvellous. We've got Mark Gatiss in here as Judge Death. Um, this is, you know... Whew. Are you sure uh, you're on the right one? I've got I've got Trapped on Titan here. Oh. But go with your one. That's fine. Doesn't I've got Death Trap. You're absolutely right. It doesn't really... Let's just do them both. Why not? Why not? Yeah, eh? yeah. Well, that's what... I didn't think I uh, did Trapped on Titan. No, that was John Ainsworth who directed that that's, one. I thought so. Oh, it's not coming up. To- That's because I put three P's in trapped. <laughs> <laughs> That'll always do it, won't it? Yeah. No criminal escapes the law. I am the law. Fight cannon. Armor piercing. Nobody gets the better of Judge Dredd. I'm Enigma Smith. This is Mega City News. First up, for those of you who even care, the instant death alerts. <laughs> Ultraviolet filter shields have completely failed. <laughs> My function is impaired. My function is Zero tolerance policy has been declared for all of these sectors. So don't even think about spitting on the pedway. Dread to control. Viewers and sports fans, here he comes now. It's Judge Dredd! Judge Dredd to control. Control the Dredd, go ahead. Approaching Isoblock 99 to commence annual status check on the inmate. How many have you killed in your time, Joe? Hundreds? That isn't important. Face it, Joe. I'm just like you. Why waste money on ice so cubes? Just kill the perps. 
think of the crimes it would prevent. Murder is wrong, no matter how you justify it. Tell yourself that, Joe. I'm not convinced. I was thinking more along the lines of something to wipe out the whole little old lady demographic entirely. We are judge, jury, and if necessary, executioner. There's no room for sentiment there. I mean, people, you know, they do these things, all kinds of things, and then Judge Dredd sort of comes along and he shoots them. Uh, you know, that's what he does, and that's, uh, that's why we love him. There we are. Now, of course, uh, the uh, the main guest star in this is none other than Nicola Bryant, uh, playing Judge Mordin, you know, better known as Perry, uh, companion to the Sixth Doctor. Yeah, uh, mm. it was great to have Nicola in doing something different. She's a great actress. Great, she can lots of versatility, and it's a really strange sort of moody episode. This, I think, there's a there's quite a lot of um, harmonica playing. I I remember. I think that's yeah. Excellent, yeah. excellent. So. But the Judge Dread range, we had such fun doing it, John and I, and it was a great sadness to us that uh, it wasn't as popular as we hoped it would be. It was actually my idea uh, to do it because I was looking for other things that I thought would have similar types of audience to Doctor Who, and uh, yeah, and uh, but anyway, it's uh, most of it's still up there, available at competitive prices to download. <laughs> Very competitive so prices, looking at the, the price on there, actually. Yeah, mm. oh, oh, and I should mention a great uh, central performance from Toby Longworth. We did, I mean, we'd worked with Toby a lot and we knew he was brilliant at doing all sorts of voices. Uh, but we did, I did loads of auditions for Judge Dredd, saw lots of different actors. And then, you know, we just thought, actually, I think, I think Toby's really got a handle on this <laughs> and he should do it. So good old Toby Longworth worked for us exhaustively on these yeah check out the Judge Dread range also Strontium Dog starring Simon Pegg we did two of those and they are two of my favourite things ever that Big Finish has ever done so if you fancy something a little bit different from the uh, the normal Doctor Who sort of avenue then Judge Dread is the way to go there and I've got there's something I'm probably going to listen to because I'm intrigued I like I, I've heard a lot about the Judge Dread stuff I seem to recall, for some reason, I seem to recall going on holiday years ago and it being really popular, <laughs> like, like really popular somewhere, but I can't remember where it was, but I just remember every like shop at the time, well, I think I was a kid at the time. Though. I am the law. <laughs> Had loads of stuff, so yeah. Well, there we go. So that was the Randomoid Selectatron, uh, performing wonderfully as always. It never lets us down and, uh, and, it, and it always likes to surprise us. So, uh, hey-ho... Silver. <laughs> and so then, uh, as the podcast melts into a pool of genetic waste on a laboratory floor, or laboratory, or laboratory, uh, depending on where you're based, how you're based, and why you're based, it is now just time for Nick to round up the latest releases for you. Yes, now here's some things you can get Big Finish for free. The Lives of Captain Jack, One Enchanted Evening. Yes, there's an excerpt you can hear from that, starring John Barrowman and Russell Tovey. Also from Big Finish for free, Doctor Who The Companion Chronicles, The Bonfires of the Vanities, Part 1, starring Annika Wills. Units, the new series... Unit Extinction Part 1, Vanguard, Whoa, starring Gemma Redgrave and Ingrid Oliver. That's also available for free, I believe. Yes, and 
Is it? Yes, it is. And The Lives of Captain Jack. Yes. Ooh, starring John Barrowman, Camille Kaduri, Russell Turvey, Alexander Vlahos. And Torchwood, Cascade, underscore... Sorry, Torchwood underscore Cascade underscore CD Rip dot tour. That didn't mess up our um, layout <laughs> on the website at all. Stunning no Komori. <laughs> all of that is available this month. That's your lot. So there we are. You may have noticed that this podcast feels a little shorter. It's because, as I said, I had to interrupt recording here to do it. And I feel that Ken Bentley might you know, be absolutely fit. I wonder if I can coax Ken to the microphone. Let's see if I can. Just to, let's see. <laughs> I, can't, I can't actually get out from behind my uh, lectern here. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> I was just being reminded that I had headphones on. Headphones! You, you did a Jeffrey Belden. <laughs> yeah, yes. Right, I'm putting... Take, right. He's off. What am I doing? Just come and say hello. <laughs> hello? 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 I sounded like a... Yes, I don't know what I sounded like. Benji! Hello, Ken. How's it going, mate? Going very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Very well. How's recording? Yeah, it's good. You look as if you're sitting very close to your microphone. I am sitting very close to my microphone because I'm, I'm sort of crammed in amongst various synthesizers and, and crap little instruments, basically. So I don't want to know what's snuggling up behind you. <laughs> He's working on the Time War as well. Ah, I am indeed. Started? I have, yeah. I'm, I'm over halfway through, believe it or not. I've whizzed through. Yeah, really. No, you, you shouldn't have said that because that sounds too quick to me. You're clearly not working hard enough or in enough detail. Go back to the beginning. Start again. Thank you. There we go. Look at that. See, can't, can't, I, try, I work fast and hard, and I get told off. I work slow. <laughs> I get, can't win. I'm just gonna, just gonna, not, not gonna do anything now. I think. So, Ken, I'm really sorry I interrupted the recording to do this. It's just about to end. Um, it's not a problem at all. And to be honest with you, I was um, since you interrupted our recording the other day when you were recording the podcast, and have interrupted the recording again today. <laughs> he's referring. He's referring to the uh, guitar incident. Guitar gate. Music in the other room. I did toy with the idea of just barging down the corridor and interrupting your podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> well, in a way, you have, but I, I made you do it. Hurrah! <laughs> Thanks, Ken. Thank yeah, you. Cheers, Ken. Uh, goodbye. See ya. There we are, and as Ken Bentley melts into the sunset, uh, uh, really, that's that's it. How would you sum up the podcast? Bit bit shorter, as I said, a bit short. Yeah, a little bit shorter, but but I'd I'd say you know short but sweet, action packed, compressed, as it were. Think about it. we basically you know I, I'm tr- I'm thinking of uh, Goldfinger in particular here. You, I've we've shoved a load of great things into that strange thing that crushes cars and what you've got here um is a little cube of wonderful wonderful bits of information and stuff so uh hopefully you'll, you'll enjoy it lovely well it's time to say goodbye isn't it it is time to say goodbye goodbye uh time now for the first very exciting 15 minutes of across the darkened city from doctor who the first doctor companion chronicles volume two enjoy
Leave her alone. Can't you see she's exhausted? All prisoners will obey the Daleks! Move! Here. Let me help you. Look, she can hardly walk. Nutrition must not be wasted on prisoners who are unable to work! She'll be fine. Just give her time to rest. Exterminate! You... She had a whole life ahead of Silence! her. Silence! I felt hands hold me back. My fellow prisoners keen to stop a futile gesture. I caught my breath and swallowed my anger. Prisoners will be assessed in order. The first will enter the scanner. Move! Reluctantly, I joined the end of the queue. There were only eight of us now. Our attack against the Daleks had failed. They'd captured us, and now we were in flight, destined for another conquered world. I could only hope that way back on the planet Entropica, the Doctor and Vicky were all right. Operating scanning device! Human subject is suitable for robotization! Next! We all moved forward. Another man, frail and old, entered the metal arch studded in brightly winking lights. There was a cage on the other side, and a Dalek to prod us into it. Next! It was a small ship, and the flight deck was cramped, with little room to maneuver. I'd only seen these three Daleks on board, one piloting the ship, another at the scanner, its eye twitching between the equipment and us waiting in the queue. The third marshaled prisoners into that cage. We had a fighting chance if we only stayed out of it. Next! There was only one Dalek piloting the ship. I'd have to be quick. The flight control panel looked pretty rudimentary. A twist or two of the dials and I could flip the ship over. If I could damage the Daleks enough, maybe we could overpower them, fly back to Entropica. But how could I distract the pilot? I glared at the next prisoner about to enter the machine, then glanced towards the flight control panel, willing him to follow my meaning. His name was Mette, a dark-haired boy in his late teens. We'd spoken the day before of his hope to travel through space like me. This was not what he had in mind. He nodded slightly in reply, and I could see the fear creep into his eyes. He knew what he had to do. Next! Messi refused, raising his voice in protest, and pushed his way back through the other prisoners. They caught on quickly and started to shout out, too. Silence, or you will be exterminated! It worked. Distracted for a moment, the Dalek at the flight control turned to restore order. I grabbed my opportunity and dived for the panel, wrenching the dial as far as it would go. Emergency! Emergency! on our side. There was a planet down below. With luck, I might engineer a landing. But the Daleks were regrouping. Exterminate! I ducked in time, but the Dalek had destroyed a control servo. A cloud of smoke billowed out. I could hardly see. The engines were locked at full power and would burn out before we could land. Emergency! Emergency! The control 
controls were dead. There was nothing I could do. The lights flickered, and through the fog of battle, a Dalek came towards me. I backed away, trying to hide. Then suddenly, the ship flipped over, and we were spinning down in freefall. The planet below filled the view screen as the ground rushed up to meet us. By some miracle, I'd survived. I had a few cuts and bruises, but nothing serious. All except one of the others looked in good shape. Across the flight deck, Metty pulled at the remains of the fallen scanner, trying to lift it from the crushed leg of the elderly man bleeding out beneath. Together, we raised it just enough to free him, but I didn't rate his chances. Was this my fault? If I hadn't sabotaged the spaceship, would he be dying now? The Dalek wanted our attention. Prisoners will be exterminated for attempting to escape! I could see only two of them. This Dalek looked intact, but the other had a large crack in its dome, and somewhere hidden in all the wreckage was the third ranting away incoherently. No, wait! The doorway's blocked. We can clear a way out for you. The human is correct. They must be put to work immediately. Agreed. Then they will be exterminated. So the Dalek with the hole in its head, the one that agreed with me, was functioning too. Its arm attachment was plugged into the flight panel. It had saved us. At the last minute, it had managed to take control and land the ship safely. We put out the fires that remained. Then Metty and I worked to free the trapped Dalek. We found it cornered behind a lattice of broken girders and tangled wire. The others worked to clear the entrance, but that left the injured old man lying helpless and exposed. This human is unable to work. It is of no further value. Exterminate! You didn't have to do that! He wasn't a threat to you! Daleks have no use for the weak or infirm! We continued our work in silence, Matty and I taking it as slowly as we dared. There was no advantage in letting out the Dalek from its makeshift tomb. The Dalek pushed against the steelwork that penned it in. It was strong and fighting to escape. We both jumped back to make way as it jerked forward and began to move randomly across the flight deck. I could see it wasn't a threat. The weapon and the eye stalk were missing. The fractured outer casing exposed machinery grinding away without purpose. What little remained of the Dalek creature within thrashed wildly at the controls. The Daleks do not tolerate deformity! Annihilate! The odds had moved a little in our favour. I looked over to the door. It was finally clear. We would have to act soon. The work is complete. The prisoners are no longer required. Too late. There was nowhere to hide. 
Messi looked at me in desperation as though I could deliver him a miracle. He clung to the last of the freedom fighters, a young couple who had already lost one child. The humans still have value. I wasn't expecting that. The Dalek with the cracked dome was offering us a lifeline. Yes, we can help you. We can all survive. The prisoners must be punished! Exterminate! No! I turned my head. I couldn't watch. Poor Metty, a bright light snuffed out. But there was no time to grieve, only reel in shock at the brutality of it all. I knew I'd be next. The final human must be spared! All prisoners will be exterminated! Do not destroy this human! They were arguing. What was going on? The Dalek with the cracked dome still hadn't moved away from the flight controls, but it had swung around to face the other. The human has value. It must not be harmed. Exterminate! I closed my eyes and braced myself. Goodbye, Doctor. Goodbye. But death didn't come. Instead, acrid smoke filled the air. As it cleared, I saw the burnt remains of a Dalek casing, its organic contents bubbling over the side. Once again, the Dalek with the broken dome had saved me. I command! Or what? You'll exterminate me? I don't think so. You destroyed one of your own. You want me alive. You will obey! Advance! No, I won't. Not until you explain why you saved me. What do you want? I am genetic variant 210. I am programmed to survive. Even at the cost of your own? I am the superior Dalek. I must survive. And you need me to do so. Well? My drive units are impaired. I'd wondered why it hadn't moved. It could turn from side to side, but not forward or back. If the other Dalek had found out... Well, as it had said... Daleks do not tolerate deformity. The spaceship engines are beyond repair. Telecommunication systems have failed. So, no means of escape then? We must cross the city. City? You know this planet? It had strategic value to the Daleks. Had? The inhabitants are hostile. The Daleks withdrew to a place of strategic superiority. You mean you fought them and lost? Across the city is a transmat station. Oh, now you're talking. This transmat, it could get me back to Entropica, to my friends, the Doctor and Vicky? And I 
tomorrow. For a moment, it seemed an odd choice. Wouldn't it face destruction there for being imperfect? Or could it be fixed? I guess, why kill the pilot when your spaceship only needs repair? Or maybe it just didn't know where else to go. Anyway, the idea was laughable. You think I'm going to help you cross the city? I'll find the transmat myself. You can stay here and rot. This is the planet Shade. Ambient light is minimal. I'll find my way. Negative. The city is large and in darkness. Only Daleks know how to operate the transmat safely. It can't be that difficult. With no exact code, you will materialize in empty space. We will work together. You will help me. And I will help you. I needed a cart. Something I could lash the Dalek into. I quickly sorted through the wreckage to find anything useful. I discovered a wheeled platform in the loading bay, a long chain and some cable. On the flight deck, I used a large metal door to make a ramp. Now, how to pull the Dalek up and onto the trolley? I looked for a rope. The crash had opened up a locked storage unit, and inside I found what I needed, and more. There, nestled within a coil of rope, were two magno bombs and a remote detonator. For a moment I felt relief. I had a weapon. But the Dalek watched my every move. I couldn't hide such a find in plain sight. Reluctantly, I left them and searched on. Daleks were heavier than I'd thought. I'd been lucky and found the pulley and tackle needed to drag the wretched thing into place. I chained it firmly so that it wouldn't roll out, then tied a rope to the bar on the front of the cart. I would pull it through the city. We were ready to go.